presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Paralegal Mike and Scotty Via here. Mike, we're just going to get right into it, brother. It's the biggest show of the year. WrestleMania weekend has come and gone. And over two nights, we got an unbelievable WrestleMania 39. Scotty Via, let me tell you, pro wrestling is on its head right now. Life has never been better for the wrestling podcast we are so excited to let our fans know what we thought yeah it's uh i've had some messages when's the when's the episode coming out we're sorry it's late life happens but uh we're getting to it right now and uh, some of us are hockey fans (laughs) yeah some of us had to go to pat's game four which was a giant waste of time because that was a terrible (laughs) hockey game but hey (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, an awesome wrestlemania everyone uh, that had messages looking forward to the to the show thank you for your patience and anyone checking it out the show again thank you so much in my house uh pro wrestling podcast uh on all the social medias all that fun stuff it was a great wrestlemania weekend night one and night two i thought were fantastic nights um not a lot of lulls not a lot of downtime it was just a great great weekend for wrestlemania and boy oh boy this might be a mega episode, Mike, because there's so much going on. The moment WrestleMania ended up until this point in world wrestling entertainment, the wrestling world as a whole, we might have to get into that as well. But dude, let's not let's not fuck around. I want to get to obviously we're gonna get to the the main event. Oh, as much as are I we talking night two of WrestleMania? Are we talking <laughs> paralegal Mike Booker of the Year? <laughs> I'm uh, just uh producer. We're going to edit that out, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, I want to get tonight. One's main event before we get to that. Like we're going to get enough, into that. Try to fair but, enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think we need to give a lot of love and a lot of fuck. Yeah. You guys did it 
for the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag team titles. Main eventing night one of WrestleMania. The first time ever that the tag team titles have main evented a night at WrestleMania. And to me, that's really cool. Because I think I'd said it before on another episode that it kind of bugged me that when AEW became a thing, I thought, cool, we're going to get like tag team main events for the tag team titles. And that's never happened. It's still a world title. It just happens to be tag team. But, dude, we got a great main event. A lot of emotion there. Uh, I thought we saw Kevin and Sammy at their best on Saturday Scotty, night. Scotty Via, can we take a second, sure. just one second, and pat ourselves on the back? Absolutely. That's why we have the show. <laughs> for, for a main event we said would main event WrestleMania night one. I am so happy they did it. And I'm so I, happy I, at I, the press conference where Triple H said the stories that people are invested in are going to get certain spots. doesn't matter if you're man, woman, whatever. This was the hottest story that wasn't Cody and Roman. It, it earned the main event spot. And I loved hearing that. Sorry, go on. And what did paralegal Mike say last week? It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, the story, the story is what matters. And it really did. It really did. And it showed on WrestleMania night one. I was so happy, so happy in that press conference when Triple H, Paul Levesque, came out and said, we chose the story. That's what's going to main event. And boy, it delivered, Scotty Villa. It, it delivered. It was a winner. It, 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 it was, it, it could go down in history for the last, like, I'd say 10 years. Because, like, WrestleMania has a long history. Mm-hmm. We're almost at 40 years of WrestleMania, but it it, it it did feel like a big match. And I love that for WrestleMania. Yeah. It, 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 my, it, and I feel it, like, about... I feel like, I feel like you agree. We watched it together, but Dude, we were very invested in this story. It was one of the ones where we, I'm looking at our sheet right now for picks. We both picked Sammy and Kevin to win. Um, yeah. We, we, the way we kind of looked and booked at what we thought might happen with the bloodline, which is now all shot to shit. But this was the first piece of that bloodline brick wall that was coming down was the Usos losing the tag titles. And it happened. It happened clean. The Sammy and Kevin, they kicked out of the Usos finisher, which is the 1D, which is the 3D, which has only ever been kicked out once in its history as well. Uh, everything made sense. Everything was great. There was a lot of emotion there. Mike, when Sammy went for the Huluva kick at the end, and you got the close up of Sammy saying, I'm sorry, and then it all oh, punting it, Jay Uso. I think it's the holding of Jay Uso. It's all of it, that, dude. It, it, it just it, it's great talents in the ring. I'm not taking anything against the Usos. I think Kevin Owens said it best in the press conference after WrestleMania night one. The Usos, as much as they're appreciated, they're underappreciated. And that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. It was a hell of a hell of a tag team match in the most traditional way. Listen, yeah. we love we love AEW tag team matches and we know the rules are wishy-washy at best. Mm-hmm. But it it felt like a true tag team match. And I loved every second of it. It, it was really good. I thought it was very interesting right off the bat that the Usos are coming out alone. No solo. 
I knew Roman wouldn't be there, but I thought maybe Paulie would be there. But no, it was Usos alone. And that on the flip side of that for the Roman match, Paulie and Solo were there. Uh, but it, back to the tag match, it was an interesting thing for me to see them going out without Solo, at least. Solo's like the enforcer, the guy. So I'm starting to wonder if Roman, it was a test. Got to go out on your own. Defend those titles by yourself. You're not going to have me. You're not going to have Solo running interference. And you don't have Sammy running interference anymore. How good are you? You know, how, how am I, I going to protect these titles for for the bloodline? I, I like that you bring this up. Um, yeah, it was a test. It was absolutely a test. And Jay set this match up. Mm-hmm. Roman didn't. Usually everything goes through the tribal chief. Which we saw on Monday night. Yeah. But everything goes to the tribal chief. This match did not. This was booked by Jay. He said, yeah, we'll see you at WrestleMania. Which, let's get real. We all know it's predetermined, Mark. Mm -hmm. We get it. (laughs) We get it. But it helped this story so much more. And what's to come from this story. But it, it was a Jay decision. You know what? If you're Jimmy right now, you're looking like a straight bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Jimmy that said, no, we don't need you fools at WrestleMania. We're, yeah. with, we're with Roman. We don't need to defend these titles at media. You're right. That's but, a good call. But but as Jay has done the entire time, mm. he's trying to stick out. Yeah. Be the guy. Yeah. And Roman hates that. I, I think it's our favorite moment where I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. <laughs> yeah. That 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 fucking promo did it for me, but that it's classic Jay. And it this match obviously needed to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. We've been talking about it forever, Scotty. You and I, we knew where after um Elimination Chamber, we knew what WrestleMania was going to be. And we 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 knew it was gonna be this tag team belt. And Jesus, like when when we know it's gonna happen, we're usually like, oh yeah, we know it's gonna happen. The match will be a letdown, or it'll be okay. Knowing it was gonna be this match, and then that match happened, and it was as good as it was. I love nothing more as a pro wrestling fan. I love nothing more for this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, we both picked Sammy and Kevin to win. I think most people did. Um, so yeah, I guess you could say that there was probably a predictable outcome with these guys. It's full blown trust that you're still going to give me a great match. And they did super fun match. Great ending, emotional ending, uh, watching those two guys go through the motions of winning that title and really taking it in. And on a lot of pre WrestleMania interviews, like the week of both Kevin and Sammy had mentioned, like they cut their teeth in, in America, in LA for PWG. And they even had, Oh, I created out PWG logos on their gear. So they were, that was like, this is coming full circle for us. And we're not going to let that moment slip away. So it's great to see them take that moment, really, really embrace it and just fucking feel the fact that they've really made it. Now, both guys have main evented WrestleMania. And if you really think about it, that's Kevin Steen and El Generico have now main evented WrestleMania. Shout out to Super Dragon. Shout right. out to the Briscoes. <laughs> right? So it's, to me, that's so cool. Just to come from, when I hear Kevin, I was talking about the shitty training he got with one of the Rougeaus. I think it was Jacques who 
fucking hate well, guys. Um, hey, all right. Know, deep breath. Deep breath, Scott. <laughs> to hear like Sammy saying like, you know, they st- he started training when he was, they didn't have a ring or anything. They were doing it on the grass to main eventing WrestleMania against the Usos who have a long lineage in professional wrestling and have been criminally underrated for their entire main roster career to main event that and have such a great storyline and such a great match. It's, it's fantastic. That's pro wrestling, Mike. Hey, Mike, that's pro wrestling. That's, that's professional wrestling. Night one of WrestleMania was professional wrestling. Wasn't sports entertainment. That was professional wrestling. Man, a, a little bit of me wants to flip that. Actually. I feel like night one was more of, the excitement and a little bit more flash and flair. And I thought night two was more of the hard hitting wrestling. So that's interesting. Oh, no, no. Oh, hard hitting wrestling. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the match. I thought was hard hitting wrestling on night two, but night two was sports entertainment. Oh, don't worry. Don't no. worry. You know, fuck, fuck it. Let's get, let's get into I, it. I, but let's, before we do again, <laughs> Big shout out to the Usos. Big time. Big shout out to Sammy and Kevin. You put on the show that deserved that spot. I was so happy to see it on a card that was jam packed and was very entertaining. Yeah. On a night where there was big, big, big matches. Those guys got the main event spotlight on night one, which was great. Loved it. Again, tag titles in a main event. I'm so happy. But fuck Mike. Oh, I'm still fucking that? irritated. I'm, I'm pretty irritated. I'm going to try right. somewhat limit in my, my house. Uh, well, don't worry about it because I got a lot of them <laughs> in my house. Pro wrestling podcast faithful. We're going to talk the main event of night two of WrestleMania. No, oh, Mike Scotty via. Let's talk about it. I, I want to hey, prep. Let me Scotty, start off. What do you, what do you want to talk about? I'm just going to preface <laughs> this by saying, fuck you. Don't fucking do the whole what do you want to talk about. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh try to sneak that by that's me. Not fair. I, I'm going that's to not start fair. this off by saying I love pro wrestling. I oh, know that you? the story is going on. I know that there's a plan. So I'm not I'm not upset that this is the end for the American nightmare in the main event. You I'm very happy. About... You talked to Scotty V on Sunday, night two of <laughs> WrestleMania. That story's different. But... Yeah, but I've, I've had some time to calm down. Um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that I'm excited about where the story could go. But I'm gonna put myself back in Sunday night, even going into Monday. What they did to Cody Rhodes okay. in the main event of WrestleMania night two is fucking bullshit. <laughs> they gave the best story, the best story. The WWE has had main event style in years. It didn't involve Brock Lesnar. It didn't involve fucking 30 second matches with tractors at SummerSlam. None of that shit. You had the most real heartbreaking, heart wrenching story that they could have done with the right guy at the right time. You paid a lot of money for this guy and his brand. Let's be honest. His brand, the American Nightmare brand, is a brand. You got all the fucking <laughs> logos and fucking graphics you could goddamn imagine. And you have the story. The let me finish the story story. My dad's dead. He didn't love me as much as he loved the other wrestlers, but he still loved me because I'm his son. I'm trying to do what he couldn't do and my brother couldn't do. You have the whole fucking story against Goliath. 
the fucking giant of pro wrestling right now that hasn't been beaten in 945 days. And you've got the guy, you've got the dragon slayer. You've got the guy to take down the empire. It's the American nightmare. And you fucked us. You fucked us, Vince. You fucked us, Vince. Triple H, probably you too a little bit. I'm not fucking counting you out. I see you over there. You fucked us. <laughs> we wanted that moment. You only get very few opportunities to create that moment in time in professional wrestling, especially in this day and age when everybody fucking hates everything. I don't fucking hate everything. I fucking hate this, my goddamn son of a bitch. You had the moment. You captured the lightning in the bottle and could have shot Cody Rose to into the stratosphere of being a legitimate superstar and you fucking threw it away for cheap heat and to get to a thousand days that's it that is it no other reason no other reason roman could have went and taken a little vacation but guess what he's going to do that anyway but he's still the fucking champion for fuck's sakes cody rhodes is the guy to take (laughs) down roman reigns at wrestlemania 39 and you flip the fucking script very upset very hurt Mike, this is not fair. I don't like it. I think it's bad booking. I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, oh, you guys are cowards, but you got to fucking cowards. You could have done it. <laughs> Pull the trigger. Everybody mm. wanted Cody Rhodes to take down Roman Reigns. We need that top. You finally built a baby face from the ground up that could have taken down Roman Reigns that people actually enjoyed and cheered for. It wasn't the tweener bullshit that John Cena gets. It's not, sorry, man, it's not Drew McIntyre. For some reason, he's not clicking. It's just not working with anybody else. You have the guy, and it's working with him. And you couldn't pull the trigger at WrestleMania 39? He had a new jacket with wings on it. It looked fucking cool. His family's there. Everything in place to make this guy your superstar, your household name, to eventually fight a Roman Reigns again, who is an even bigger star. He loses. He's even fucking bigger, Mike. He's even bigger when he comes back in Detroit at SummerSlam. But nope. They kept both belts on Roman. Both of them. Couldn't even give Cody one. They kept both of them on Roman Reigns. Mmm, <coughs> Scott. Mmm. Bad, bad decision, Hunter. Paul. Paul, that was a bad decision. And you know how I feel about that. Mike, 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 one more thing, Mike. Oh, you were going with Cody Rhodes the entire show last week. And then I pushed a little too hard and you flipped your fucking vote. And now you you push a booker of the year. I'm fucking real. Did, Did you, did you book the end of WrestleMania night two? Say it. Did you? I, I booked the, uh, the end of WrestleMania night one. I think that counts for something. Don't take anything so away did from... I, and so did I. <laughs> you just read off my sheet. You just copied me. Oh, the so sheet I got mad. to see in person. <laughs> oh, Mike, oh, they made the Scotty wrong decision Mia. at WrestleMania. Mike, they made the wrong decision at WrestleMania. They made the wrong decision at WrestleMania. All right. Now, now calm down. I'm, I'm, the, I, except, I've said, except I've don't, it, you know why? Let me taste your tears, Scott. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. Oh, the tears of unfathomable sadness. Mm, yummy. The story 
let's get real. Cody Rhodes was handed his moment, and no one wants to see that. Fans, wake the fuck up. I thought for sure, too. Listen, not going to deny it. We, You all heard the pod last week. We all Cody Rhodes taking the title. Because in the Hunter era, we assumed, yes, this is what we want. Well, guess what, damn it? This was the right call. And I'll tell you why. Cody Rhodes came out at what number in the Royal Rumble? Uh, 30. Oh, oh you bad came booking. out at 30. Also bad booking. And I said that going in. Don't put him at 30. Get him out there early. Make him fucking work for it. Cody Rhodes wrestled Seth Rollins, what, three times? Yep. Got hurt and got number 30 at the fucking Rumble? Wake up, WWE fans. You're not handed shit. Ever. So this move on night two, when it happened, yeah, you better believe I popped hard. And you better believe I couldn't wait to call your ass and just drink those tears. Every little second of it was brilliant. And it was dirty. Yes, that's heel shit. What they did was perfect. And guess what? It carried on. This is good for Cody. This is great for Cody. You all thought we should just hand him the title. So what? He could do what with it after? He didn't chase shit. He didn't have to go through anything. Cody Rhodes was stardust. Cody Rhodes was in shit. You just don't get to go on your pilgrimage, start another company, and then come back. Oh, I'm sorry. What's staying in WWE? Scotty Via, tell me. 0-2. He's 0-2. He's 0-2. He's fucking 0-2. That's right. This loss is perfect. It's perfect because we all went in. All of us. American Nightmare. Yeah. This is it. He deserves it. But why? Drew McIntyre works there every fucking day. It took him forever and then he was back to obscurity. There is Seth Rollins is in the fucking mid card by definition. Mm-hmm. He is not a co-main event. He is a mid-card talent on WrestleMania. Seth Rollins is over to the fucking moon. He is not in the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. He's not. Can I- so, for the world, no. No, no, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. All right. All right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For, for people to just assume, well, Cody's got to finish the story. His dad's dead. What? <laughs> What are we doing? This is professional wrestling. Good God. This was a fine finish to WrestleMania night two. Actually, if anything, it exceeded what you could have happened because you left with a reaction. And I know Scotty Bia, any reaction reaction, but the fuck off, dude. It's a great end. Roman Reigns guy. He is their champion. What else can you do? Cody just shouldn't be handed things on a silver platter. How would you book it after? How would you book it after? I mean, you would just tell another story with a different wrestler. Oh, with who? How did you, you, we we all talked about we could you could easily put Gunther Gunther in that spot. Too. But guess but guess what happened on on night two? Gunther won the IC title again. He retained. True, but if if we're booking, then, then what? If we're booking as if. Cody had won, 
you could still have Gunther go out. We've had champions versus champion before. We've that stuff's been done before. You could turn Drew McIntyre no, heel. No, no. There's things you could do. I don't like this whole narrative that like, well, what do you do next? If Cody's a champion, the story's over. Yeah, that story's over. That's how it works. One story ends and another story begins. You could bring Randy when he comes back is the perfect story for Randy to turn on Cody. So there's okay. stories out there. But or are they are out. they I will say, are the they as good as wasn't what, even at halfway point? Yeah. But I will say, are they as are these stories just on paper that we're putting out right now as good as what's happening now? I'm going to say no, it's not because I'm still very intrigued with what's coming up next for Cody and Roman. So I still think Cody's yes. the guy to beat Roman. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But you shouldn't just get it because you come out at 30 in the rumble. I mean, you get handed every opportunity. We should have saw this coming a mile away. I'm so glad I flipped just out of spite <laughs> for you last week's show because the story is going to be that much better. It's going to be that much better when Cody goes through the gauntlet and goes through the shit and finally gets there again. I told you, we're going to talk about it soon, about Monday night. Mm-hmm. If I booked this, I would have had him come out and say, see in Philly. Give me a year. So... I'll be that fucking guy. <laughs> and we both even, we both, you can't even deny it, you agreed. I did, he I did. Come I... out and say, I'll see you in Philly. Mm -hmm. Because then we get to see Cody go through the cycle and have to work the cycle. I would prefer that. I want to jump back for a quick second. And don't go jumping back. (laughs) (laughs) But but you had said nobody should come out at 30 and just be handed, you know, 30 and then a main event spot, even if you know they've been back. Is that for is that for Cody? Is that for base? Is that for every round? Anyway. I would say it, it could have been anyone in that spot. So let's say Cody stayed in AEW. Okay. So and they brought someone else back. Don't come out at 30. I, I said it before the Rumble. If Cody would have came out in the first 10 and won the Rumble, then I'd go, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Give this motherfucker the, the strap because you did it. You fought off the superstars in a match. You deserve to be there. So you what, survived. What would he you didn't say? survive? What would you say if it was Brock that came out at thirty, or is he? Had- <laughs> Fuck. We would say the same thing we've been saying in the Roman Brock saga. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and but, I love but, Brock, but Brock but has gotten that coming- treatment. He has gotten that treatment, but I will say, and I'll, I'll admit this because I I do know the history. When Brock first came back to WWE, he beat up John Cena, and then he lost, I think, two or th- one or two WrestleManias, or maybe it was WrestleMania SummerSlam, to Triple H. So yes. he, di- he didn't get handed anything the same way Cody's being handed something, but I also think it was trying to strike while the iron was hot, where Cody was the first guy to jump from AEW to WWE that was a name. So I think they capitalized you're, on listen, that. You're, you're not wrong, but the way that was built up at Mania... The person he's giving the weight belt was Brody, mm-hmm. young Brody. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Her, there he is. Who walks out and grabs their child, makes a moment, fucking bury him. <laughs> yes, bury him. This is so good because everyone in the crowd's like, it's Cody's night. It's Cody's night. It's not even a swerve. Cody walked out knowing he was going to eat the three. And he probably agreed. He agreed with that creative because he knew, here I am for the next year. 
So the new narrative now is <laughs> the new is, narrative. <laughs> the new narrative that I've seen online, that I've heard on 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 busted open and things like that is is and is what you're saying as well. And I don't think you've heard or read what I've I've seen or heard. Um, is that Cody has to go through the quote unquote hard times. He's got to yeah. go through the the let's just call it an unofficial gauntlet of 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 challenges to try and get back up to that spot. Dude, you know me. I love stuff like that. I wish they would do more stuff for like mid carters to work up to the intercontinental title. And then when you're past that, you work up to the the main, you know, the world title. So I'm good with that. But if you're not doing that with another wrestler or two, are we just not force feeding Cody again to get into this exact same spot? Then we're just handing him a spot at Mania again. I, Isn't that the same no, thing? Scotty, we, we talked about this off air. He is going to lose. Everyone, okay. Let, let's just let's pause here for a second, wrestling fans. In my house, pro wrestling faithful. Everybody watch Monday Night Raw after me. And yep. if you didn't, you better go back and watch Monday Night Raw. <laughs> or, or you know what? Better yet, just read about it. It's a long show and it wasn't particularly great. But we'll just tell you what the hype, now. the hype they had for us this show. Open great. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Triple H promo, Scotty V said it best, went a little long. It went a little long. A little long, but a nice. <laughs> we're WWE and we're not going anywhere. Boy, were we wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. they went exactly somewhere after <laughs> <that>. <laughs> But they had us at this. Roman Cody have the face off, have the talk. We're pumped. Because, of course, how do you not lead into your show with that kind of moment? Perfect. Cody Rhodes gets fucking pinned after WrestleMania Night 2, which, by the way, we didn't mention, didn't get pinned cleanly, in my opinion. We both know it. Yeah. Solo came out, got the Simone spike. Yes, you lost dirty, Cody Rhodes. You did. But it adds to the bloodline and heal Roman Reigns, which I love. But a tag team match was presented, Scotty Villa. Mm-hmm. And when his partner came out, and it was none other than my boy, Rock Lesnar, we both popped huge. We were excited. Yes, this is the exact main event we want. Oh, my God. This, this Raw After Mania has Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes versus... Solo Sokoa and Roman Brains? Yes, let's go. Can you deny that you are excited? I know I you so were. Excited. Because so we excited. messaged about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that match comes. And what happened, Scotty Via? What happened? We get the introductions for the wrestlers of the main event. In, uh, everyone's in the ring. They're doing like the main event style introductions for wrestlers. Uh, they enter, they introduce Brock, gets a big pop, is all pumped up, what? wired up, smiling, laughing, cheering. Introduce the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, big pose by Cody. He turns around, Brock picks him up, and F5s the shit out of him. I, and, and when that moment happened, oh, drank Scotty Villa's tears one more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me taste your tears, Scott. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. Oh, the tears of unfathomable sadness. It confused the shit out of everyone. Let's get real. <laughs> just like, yep. like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> this is happening. Also, big shout out to Roman in Solo in that moment. The Roman look over, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. But it was a quick Brock Lesnar's back to being a heel. So now we know when we're going into backlash in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to be wrestling Cody Rhodes. And guess what? He's going to lose it at Backlash. And I'll tell you why. What's that? You need to run the gauntlet. Do what Roman did to get there. I I, I agree with you on that. I 100% do. Does Cody get a win over Brock at some point, though? Or does he just keep losing? Absolutely. If I'm doing this, yes. Cody loses at Backlash. Everyone's bummed again. Scotty? I know you will be very upset, but if I'm booking SummerSlam, I'm not jumping right to Roman Cody. I'm I'm jumping to Cody Brock, and the big win happens, and not in the way I love you for this, Scotty. Via off air, mm-hmm. we talk wrestling a lot in my house pro wrestling podcast. Faithful, <laughs> you know we do. Um, but he doesn't win by kicking him in the dick. Yes. Please. Cody is the guy to beat Brock and beat him. But do that at SummerSlam. Do that at the it's the biggest party of the summer. <laughs> in Detroit, Michigan. So we're gonna get back to WrestleMania here in a second. I just want to kind of finish this thought and it just popped in my head. So if Cody's fighting Brock at SummerSlam, who do you book to fight Roman at SummerSlam? If anything, maybe Roman doesn't fight at SummerSlam. And it's Maybe just the Cody title isn't there. Maybe it is Cody and Brock. It, it, the one thing that's interesting is, is for me, I, I this is the way I'm looking at the storyline is Cody, I think, will be the guy to take down Roman eventually. The fun thing that's going to be thrown in there, too, and I don't want Cody to win this match either, is the money in the bank. Oh, I definitely don't want Cody winning money in the bank. I, I don't know. No. I want him to be far away from it. I don't want him to be in the money in the bank match, although I think he will be. I don't want him, I don't want 50-50 booking, but I think him losing to Roman at Mania and now most likely going to be losing to Brock in at Backlash, I unless it's crazy valiant effort to the point where you are getting the right sympathy, because I, I feel like I they're treading a, the water a little bit and, and on a fine line of like, all right, Cody's just going to lose so he can rise up and we can all predict that, which is, you know, uh, for me, it was a lot of my issues with John Cena and his, you know, big rise to fame and being the main event guy because I, I could predict every match from beginning to end kind of thing, right? So I, uh, that's where my worry is for the, the booking of Cody, especially with Vince being back in charge. And we're going to get to that too. But I, I see your, I definitely see your point. I definitely see uh, a lot of people's points and, and views on this. I don't agree with a single person that says, fuck WWE, fuck Vince, fuck Hunter. Even though I kind of well, said that in my rant. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Fuck Vince. Fuck, fuck, fuck Vince McMahon. Time to go. Like, it just don't. Yeah. But let, let's save that because we're going to. But you're right. I, I'm like, I, you're going to, to finish my thought. I, I'm not never watching WWE again. I'm not that guy. I'm very curious. Oh, oh no. We, we, we love pro wrestling. We're going to watch it all. Yeah. Curious and excited to see where the story goes. I just. I am worried when it comes to Cody that because he didn't get that win. Don't, and, and don't be. And don't be worried for Cody. 
I'm I'm worried that it's going to for the more hardcore fans feel like all right, well they're just forcing him to lose to force us to make us to like him because he's a sympathetic character and he's the underdog again. We're just not going to buy in because we already bought in once. And you, you the fans bought in the here. second he lost. They bought in the second he was done. We hate the establishment. We hate this. We hate this. But we love Cody. I will, I'll give you that for sure, because the reaction that Cody got and the reactions Roman got on Raw were good guy and bad guy uh, reactions. So I'm which, with you there. Which guess but, what? That is wrestling. Good. Good. Clear cut baby face. Clear cut heel. They did it. They did Roman that with Cena too. Cheered. Cena had the Please. most mixed reactions of all time. Also, you're going to bring up John Cena? Attention in my house, Pro Wrestling Podcast Faithful. Scotty V had never liked John Cena. Never have. Not my guy. Never was. Didn't. It, it, he fought all, a lot of my favorites, but I found the matches to just be soft and generic and predictable when um, I really didn't want them to be, I guess. And that's what I'm worried well, about Scott, for Cody. But, no, don't be. Don't be. Cody wanted to come work this style again. If if Hunter was fully in charge, I wouldn't be as worried. But with the regime well, we got now, with Vince we're gonna back. get we're gonna get to it. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to All it. All right, let, let's get back to Mania. You're right. We're gonna get to that. Let's get back to Mania and uh, one of the worst uh, main event outcomes of all time. Um, disagree. Disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I I'll be very honest. I was crushed when that mat hit three. <laughs> this, it's up there in levels. When Brock beat Taker, like just oh, like, and I got to experience that with you as well. And we were both like, What did did someone fuck up? Someone right? fucked up, uh, Mike. We didn't believe it, we didn't believe it. I had this the... <laughs> clear cut, believed it. I had the exact same reactions. Like, my wife was staring at me, like, Are you okay? I was frozen, I was frozen, and inside, two things very pissed off because I was like. 99% sure Cody's getting the championship. He's taking down Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. The other part was, fuck's sakes, my phone's going to go off any second now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy. And how soon after did your phone go off? Pretty goddamn quick, man. Pretty goddamn my, quick. My lovely girlfriend knew, what are you doing? I said, I gotta be me. I gotta call Scotty. <laughs> well, first I got the we got the text in the group text with uh, with us and our buddy Tom, good old Great Britain there. And that's I, right. I, I shout saw, out to our boy. <laughs> he's our guy. Fucking love that dude. I loved dude. If you're listening, Tom, if you're listening, we had a blast tweeting with you throughout the WrestleMania weekend. Uh, love so you, brother. Love you, pal. Love you. We're, we're gonna yep. get you on the show very soon. But I saw that text in the group chat, and I saw it was your name. I didn't even pick up the fucking phone. <laughs> fuck, fuck. And then 90 seconds later, my phone's ringing, and you and know... It, it wasn't even a hello. It was just laughter. <laughs> laughter. I will, no matter what's happening in our world, I will always pick up the phone, no matter what, when you call. This oh, one hurt. Oh, I know. I know it did. Thank you this for answering. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. All I got was Booker of the Year, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, just to be uh, uh, fully transparent, once I settled down, and uh, honestly, it was Monday. I was pissed off all night. Most of the day work Monday. 
You you knew Sunday night why they did. Oh, absolutely. Where I'll I'll always respect you because as much as you were upset, I kind of got it, dude. I was so upset, but full well realizing you motherfuckers got me, and I love you for it. That's and that's the feeling I love because that's what I had when I was a kid, right? So, and uh, fans, you should also love it the way Scotty Via does. Yeah, be mad. (laughs) Yes, be mad. But be appreciative that you got to be mad. Oh man, it was it was. I've been literally in such a good mood all week because I loved WrestleMania this year. It uh, it it me too. It, it's, me it's me too, pal. But yeah, great main event, great match. Even with the shenanigans that caused the the finish, that the way it ended, it did. Loved the pacing of this match. It felt very old school to me again. Really enjoyed it. Cody coming up short. Paralegal Mike with the the pick of Roman there and uh, worked hey, out real well. Hey, real well. Um, Paralegal Mike fans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, dude, let's get into the Intercontinental Championship match, the Triple Threat match. Oh. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew, which was on night two as well. And Man, oh. not, not gonna lie, as we were recording, I've got night two on right now, and that match just wrapped up a few minutes ago while we were uh, uh, finishing up with the Cody talk. And what uh. Uh, just exactly it's it, it's exactly what I wanted, exactly what I hoped for, and thought and thought that we would get. We got it. Those dudes beat the shit out of each other, and it was all for the Intercontinental Championship. And I felt that a lot of times you get the whole we're gonna beat the shit out of each other because that's what we're gonna do for this match. But I felt like guys wanted to win the Intercontinental title, which hasn't happened in a long time consistently, and we're getting well, that right now. Well said. And also, we booked this wrong. We thought they were going to give Sheamus his glory because you should give him his glory. Again? This night should have been telling us, like, uh -uh. Mm uh-uh. We ain't doing whatever you think we should. Yep. Looking back on that match, and again, shout out to all competitors. Drew, Sheamus, and Gunther. Jesus Christ. Those guys did beat the hell out of each other. You're looking at it from a pro wrestling standpoint. This should be your match of the night. And yeah. guess what? I think Cody and Roman is also fucking incredible. Yeah. Like when they were wrestling, it was incredible. But this match, oh my God. Gunther, this is it. Keep the IC on him because you are making it a legitimate title again. Let's get this guy in a fucking main event or co main event picture immediately. Because, wow, he is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. I, I'm still a little hurt and sad because I miss Walter. I, I miss that bigger guy. But Gunther's doing nothing wrong in making me believe he's still the same guy. I just like yeah. seeing a bigger guy killing guys. And Gunther's gotten very lean. And good for him. Great for him. I want. I would like him aesthetically to put on a little bit more muscle because when a bigger guy chops you like that, it just visually and looks more devastating. He, he still has that height and like yes. I, I still think he's very intimidating. But when you're going up against, you're right, a Drew McIntyre, that's a big boy. You're going up against Sheamus, that's a big boy. But it worked. And like you, you, myself, and Tom were all just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was that lived up. But it we did. should have known after um Clash of the Castle. Yep. That adding a third person into that equation, like Drew was the one to add. 
Yep, absolutely. It was great to see those guys, you know, in the last few years, those guys uh, have either not been in a great spot on the Mania card or it was the COVID Mania. So to see Sheamus and Drew get back into a, a spotlight like that, and yeah, it was earlier on in night two. It wasn't in the, the semi-main or the main event, but I thought it was well-placed. I thought it really picked the crowd back up after a lackluster women's tag team showcase match. Um, and they gave everybody what they want and the crowd loved it. The crowd was into it. They felt everything that those guys were throwing, which is fantastic for three guys that are known to be stiff and to lay their shit in. And Mike, when WrestleMania 33, was it 33 or 34 happened when Shinsuke Nakamura fought AJ Styles, we were all excited that we're getting the old school, strong style match. You and I were expecting indie wrestling or new japan style wrestling and we did not get that at all no we didn't and i've gone back i think i tried to watch it again this year and i was like this is just not good like the night we watched it yeah i felt like this is feels like a monday night raw match like we're not getting what these guys really can do and it was all just a setup to turn nakamura heel which really is just such a bummer but anyway back to the show these Seamus, Gunther, and Drew gave us what we hoped and expected and wanted. And in my opinion, a very surprising finish. Uh, mostly because I was, you know, I, Booker Man thinking, thinking Booker Man that uh, Gunther's going to go on to that next level. But also so happy that Gunther retained. Gunther's going to keep that championship in the prestige that it is right now, which he's helped really, really, really build up. And I don't think he's done with Drew or Sheamus again, which is great for me because I can see those guys beating the shit out of each other even more. And we're recording this on a Thursday before SmackDown. I think there could be a return or, or a new superstar coming up that could immediately get put right in there. Or you got to hope it's not Brian Breaker. <laughs> me neither. I don't want the guy. It sounds like he's still in NXT after he turned. What I would love to see is a guy like L.A. Knight, who is more charismatic, a, a great, great wrestler, great hand, but not a big meaty heavyweight kind of guy. But L.A. Yep. Knight can All be right, in yep. there to add uh, a lot of entertainment personality and take a shit kicking, but somehow sneak out a win. I would Here really enjoy to see that. Here's the one time I'll, I'll admit my wrongs, everybody. <laughs> L.A. Knight, not, not hot on him. L.A. Knight is a star. Mm -hmm. LA Knight would be great in this program, but what they should do is wait until this program is done and then put LA Knight against the fucking winner of this program and propel him and propel him properly because yes, LA Knight is a star. Scotty Vio is right. I was wrong, but Scotty Vio wasn't right about the ending of WrestleMania night too. And I was, so what's more important (laughs) you tell us, please. In my house pod fans, <laughs> you know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, you let us know. And I bet they're agreeing with me. But anyway, uh, you're right. I think this is a good a good stepping stone for an LA Knight type. Mm-hmm. If we if we we do this story right. But I do I want to see LA Knight beat Gunther? No, I don't want to see Gunther lose clean to anyone. No, if I we're think- gonna keep his momentum going. It needs to be in this way. That's why we thought it would be smart to get the title off him here. Mm -hmm. To have a Seamus pin Drew. And Gunther's fine. But they didn't do that. 
So now I'm worried when it's time to lose that belt, that Gunther, if he loses clean, what? You deserve that shot at a title? That's how it went back in the day. Like if you were uh, a strong enough champion throughout your title reign and eventually you lost it in a legitimate match, you still had your heat. You still had your momentum as a bad guy and you could walk up to the champion the next day if he was a baby face and be like, I might have lost my title, but I think it's time for a different one. So I it can be done. Um, but I agree. I think if he loses it, it's got to be in a match like that one-on-one with either Sheamus or Drew. Or it's got to be in like a fatal four way where he just doesn't get pinned at all. It, don't pin him. Yeah. Don't pin him. Yeah. He's um, a killer. He's a killer. And let's keep him that way. I, I agree. Mike, I want to get into a match that very easily, if not did, steal the show. And we're talking the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Oh! With Bianca, or, sorry, with uh, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Wake up in my house, Pro Wrestling Podcast faithful. The women at WrestleMania 39. Let's go. Unbelievable match. Hard hitting. uh, Just laying their shit in, throwing each other around, and selling like so many have done in the past that are great. Both these women sold so well. And for me, I don't know what it is, but lately, the last couple years, you've heard it on older episodes before. If I watch a match and it's 20 minutes long, 30 minutes long, whatever it is, and you still look like your hair is in place and you haven't broken a sweat, it just that it doesn't connect with me. Both these women look like they went through war and were oh. blown up at the end because they wasted all of their energy trying to win this match. And that's the thing. They went for the win anytime they went for a big pinfall. It was close. We bit on a couple, Mike. But Rhea Ripley, your new SmackDown Women's Champion, Woo! <laughs> um, again, I, I get excited because we all know my women's wrestler of the year last year carrying over. Don't worry. Easy to say who it's going to be this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking anything away from Charlotte Flair because Charlotte Flair knew going out of the curtain, I'm going to lose to Rhea Ripley. But if I'm going to do it, we're going to go for it. And she got the shit kicked out of her. Oh my God. There was spot that face getting smushed into the fucking mat. Yep. Charlotte Flair did it. Charlotte Flair is a fucking star. She is, and they know. We've always known that Charlotte Flair is a star. There is no better matchup. I think about it because I'm like, should have Rhea wrestled Bianca? Like, would would that have made sense? No, not here. It had to be Charlotte. It it had to be Charlotte. They deserved this mm-hmm. after the pandemic. They deserved this. And they really did it. This was on par with again, we're not we're never sexist, but any men's match. This is top three match of the WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Argue all you want in my house pro wrestling podcast, Faithful. This was top three matches. Like I, if I'm if I'm saying my top three matches of this mania, it's going um, the IC at number one. Number two is is Roman and um, Cody, and my number three is this, and number four is Sammy Ko and the Usos. Yeah, and I, I love I, I love I love Sammy and Ko getting their moment, but in terms of a wrestling match, these ladies did it. 
They did it. It was hard hitting. You bought into everything they were doing. And they're, they both got that look where you're like, these, these two will kick the shit out of each other. And they did. I loved it. I, I was very happy with the outcome of this match, obviously, for the winner. But just the work involved. My hats off to both of them. Completely agree. Couldn't say it better myself. Um, I thought they exceeded all expectations. I thought they made up for, which wasn't a great build up to this match, in my well, opinion. Let's, the women's kind of ate that this year for wrestling. They, did. I, I think the builds. I think the builds for both the Raw and SmackDown titles were were particularly bad. Oh, uh, the Raw one for sure was a terrible build-up. This one was better. We had Rhea cutting some um, pretty good promos on Charlotte, but Charlotte wasn't there every single week like Rhea was, so that hurts a little bit. Um, and then, unfortunately, the the SmackDown before Mania, when Charlotte was cutting a pretty solid babyface promo, and the crowd turned on her and was doing what chance? They didn't give a shit about anything she said, to the point where she was like, you're wedding me right now. How can you say that when she's like pouring her heart out? So it just it it was just wasn't a, a very um new storyline. wasn't a great original storyline kind of thing, right? So uh, the women, uh, Rhea and and Charlotte, easily top three. I'm I'm my Mike. I just off the top of my head, I would probably put that in my top three women's matches of WWE of all time that i've watched that's that's but you would also put 32 up there 30 for me 32 the triple threat is my favorite match of all time i I could agree with that also we're biased we were there we were there there. (laughs) i but i also watched it again but i I, but i agree i watched it again the other day before before uh wrestlemania 39 and just watching it as a, a a championship wrestling match on wrestlemania as the first showcase of like this new women's revolution on WrestleMania, they they let those women go. They said, "Here's your time, go have the here's, match," and it was great. No, here's the here's the birth of the women's division. Yeah, yeah, we're so, done with the divas. I'm, very, um, but it, I'm I'm with you. Top three, easy. And you know what? That's across women's wrestling. Period. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I would say, like, uh, there is stuff I like. I think Thunder, Britt Baker. Great match. That unsang. I have one of those, but that would be there. But this this WrestleMania match was special. It was it was very excellent. Like I said, top three coming out of the weekend. Yeah. Um, Tell me I'm sexist in my house pro wrestling <laughs> podcast, Faithful. I dare you. It, it also opens up a very interesting door that, uh, again, taping this before SmackDown, with Rhea being the SmackDown Women's Championship, that pretty much locks her on that brand. And Judgment Day has predominantly been a Raw brand group. So curious to see what happens there. Uh, we saw both Dominic and Finn Balor lose their matches at WrestleMania. Oh, boy, so, were we off on this. Way off. <laughs> Did we... I, I, my, I think we just got our, our eyes got a big little bit big because we're like, we're booking the hell out of this group right now. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> But going into TV, how do you not make a faction fucking work finally? If there's any ball drop out of WrestleMania 39, it was this. It was Mm. the Judgment Day are still fucking losers. (laughs) Losers. (laughs) You know what? Let's let's say this. Again, congratulations to Rhea in an incredible match against Charlotte. Let's talk about the fucking Judgment Day. Oh, my God. 
first of all, we're going to talk Dom and Rey Mysterio. It was a good match. It was a good match. I liked it. I did. It, it was How better than I thought it would be. put Dom over? How do you not put Dom over? Right? How do you not? How does Rey Mysterio wrestle the next night on Raw? You just got put in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Lay down, Ray. <laughs> Good God! I just ate everything. Uh, I'm you with got you. Conan out there telling him he's the best. <laughs> God! All you needed was the ghost of fucking Eddie Guerrero to come out. <laughs> but Dom needed this win. You're an idiot backstage to go like, well, Ray, you're going over. Mm-hmm. Why? He's done the things. Dom's time to go over and go over as a heel. And that would be awesome. Especially when he cause... does turn face again, he'll realize that promo will mean so much where he's like, I was an idiot to wrestle my dad. I was a bad son. You know, I'm writing the fucking script myself, but how do you make him lose? (laughs) (laughs) Mike, was that, that was night one, correct? That was night one. Yeah. So thinking back to night one, night one was a pretty baby faced night, correct? It was, it it was, it makes sense to have outside of like Rhea. Yeah. But I mean, I think pretty much everything else was, Baby faces. Well, Austin Theory beats Cena and he's a heel, but well, we, we, we do that going in. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even gonna talk about that match. Fuck that match. Um we don't have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I agree. Dominic should have went over in, in our opinion. Uh, I thought it would have just done wonders for just that ego of that of that chicken shit heel. Um, you could have easily just you know done that and then the next night on Raw or SmackDown, have him be a pussy again, but Whatever. No, um, but it still would have worked for the booking for those who watched the Monday Night Raw after. Yeah. To get Bad Bunny involved. He was involved during the night. The yeah. story still would have worked if Dom won against Ray. He could have went out and just straight up said, he's like, you think you're somebody? Like, it's just easy. It's easy to pivot. He could have said. Could have wrestled Bad Bunny. He could have went up to Bad Bunny and said, have you ever beaten Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania? Because I have. Exactly. See, <laughs> that's how easy it is, Scotty Vian. Mm-hmm. That's how easy it is. But they didn't. They wanted Ray to have his light. And I get it. I get it. Yeah. I do understand why Ray won there in that city with Bad Bunny involved. Going Bad into going into <laughs> Bad Bunny. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> uh, Mike, let's quickly, quickly touch on um, the Hell in a Cell match, Edge versus Finn Balor. Cool entrances from Edge. Although right, I will say uh, we had Slayer. Oh, all right. Let's, I'm going to pop huge for this. Yeah. Edge is opening. At this WrestleMania was incredible. His entrance was incredible. I loved it. Finn Balor, I love the demon. Yeah. The smoke looks better in photos, not in real time <laughs> when you're coming down the ramp. Especially in slow motion when I could just watch you just <laughs> I you look, know. You look like a little cheerleader girl or couple, like just you know, twisting your little twirly sticks with smoke coming out. I thought it was also odd. When they put the graphic up of the demon Finn Balor, I'm like, well, you just ruined this. Dude, they did that for Edge, too. It was like, yeah. graphic says brood Edge. And then we don't get the brood music. Yeah. We don't get the brood. We just get Edge with women. <laughs> I, but it's the one time you're like, 
did everyone have graphics at this WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact that they went back to the old, uh, the original, you know, gray Hell in a Cell, the original color. Uh, the red, oh, I thought, mm-hmm. was uh, a never big fan of that. They had a, a great stiff match that got a, a went on pause for a little bit because Edge chucked a ladder and cut Finn Balor right down the middle of his head. And so that uh, I mean, stay I think that kind of hurt pacing and it did the momentum of that match. It, I, I thought they picked it up too. Like, yeah, I I still think this was a fine Hell in a Cell match. It was, yeah. Yeah, good finish uh, with the the concerto as well. Like I, it, it was violent as Hell in a Cell should be. I I did like it. It's not the best Hell in a Cell I've ever seen, but at WrestleMania, yeah, it was a spectacle and it was fun to watch. I I will say this is a big, and this is a terrible thing to be a downer about or a complainer about, but I like when the cell is the weapon. I don't like this new generation where there's all these weapons under the ring and that's the motivation like get out of the ring quick and grab as many weapons as you can to beat the shit out of the other guy i liked when the cage was the weapon i like that they kept it inside the cell i'm loving to see that but again as soon as someone goes outside and they're pulling out kendo sticks and tables and and different colored chairs i'm like all right well you know you're inside of a steel there, cage. i agree with you there why are the chairs different color come on guys and they were even... painted kendo sticks let's not for me, I was like, if you're going to paint the chairs like red for Edge and purple for Finn, and you've got all that cool decoration and paint job on Finn, why wouldn't you try to like decorate the chairs up a little bit to be more demonic, not just fire engine red and Barney purple? But that's we, just nitpicking. Can we back up to the biggest mis- misstep of Hell in a Cell? Finn Balor lost. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, Edge has had plenty of moments. I thought there was a way Just that they could have had give... Edge lose and 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 not lose any of his momentum or anything. Guess what? He would never. He's <laughs> fucking Edge. <laughs> like we live in a world where it's just like oh, can't hurt Edge. He'll never be hurt. He's Edge. He's the R-rated superstar. He's a big fucking deal. Hall of Fame. That's why Finn should have went over. This is why Dom should have went over. You should have just let the Judgment Day have a fucking moment <laughs> where they actually lived up to what they said they were going to be. Please, dear God, how does if people are bitching about Cody, fuck off. Bigger <laughs> picture here: the Judgment Day are losers. They're losers. <laughs> They've always lost. <laughs> They're always going to lose. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Finn Balor's a real talent. Dominic Mysterio <laughs> has the most heat in this company ever. What are we doing? <laughs> this is uh, my, my Cody Rhodes tier <laughs> moment where I'm mad. Is that the Judgment Day is still fucking... Lo- the only person who looks good in the Judgment Day right now is Damian Priest. And that's <laughs> embarrassing for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Damian Priest, we hope to have you on the pod, but you've got to <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying here. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. I, I agree with you completely. Mommy is, is fucking both queen and king. That is it. <laughs> Leave the Judgment Day. Be done with this. <laughs> They are losers. <laughs> Don't associate with fucking losers. Oh my god. 
I'm, I know I'm getting heated. I'm, I apologize. The audio is going to be loud. I'm yelling, but <laughs> good God, Scotty, it just doesn't any sense. Don't keep this group a group. I, I think don't. I said. I think I They've said. They've done you the, nothing. I think I said to you in the last couple of days here. I think that if they are going to continue to be a group, I think they have to turn on Finn and just get another younger guy in there. Or but girl. then we just did what we did with Edge. Just have Finn I, I know, fucking win. But... I hate wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, honorable mentions, because we're, we're going to get moving along here, pal. Yeah. This is a mega episode. Um, real quick, t- going to touch on Seth and Logan. For me, didn't live up to the hopes that we had. Um, it was a fine it, match. It's, but... it's the... It, it it was a good match. Yeah, I agree with you. It didn't live up to. It's not Logan Paul's best match. It definitely is Seth Rollins' best match. Mm-hmm. Um, they they hit the product placement right. Yes, okay. Assigned the prime bottle. I thought that was funny, and I I popped huge for it because it's time. funny. But but again, if, if there's one superstar leaving Mania, going like, well, I did the work. It's it's Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Rollins just he wears it on the chin. This guy's a fucking star. And Logan, I think this is not him at his best, but it's still a, it's a good WrestleMania match. I, I won't walk away being like one of the worst I've ever seen because it wasn't. No, it, it did its job. It just when you have the hype of uh, how great Seth Rollins is and how over he is right now, and then you have the flashes of Logan Paul with Roman, which is a great match, and then what Logan Paul did in the Rumble you kind of combine those two expectations. And unfortunately, just for a lot of fans, including ourselves, it just didn't live up to that expectations. Not saying they didn't do a good job. No. Just it, it was a fine match. It was it, it was what it was. Uh, but it, it, it was nice to hear almost 80,000 people singing Seth Rollins music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Honorable mention to uh, a, a match that had no right uh, being as good as it was uh, in our eyes because we had written it off from day one. But the men's tag team showcase match was Agreed. hella Agreed. fun. Hella yep. fun. Boy, we booked that wrong too. But yep. um, yes, I think everyone looked great. Everyone got their their shine in that match as short as it was, because it was. Mm-hmm. But I I thoroughly enjoyed the the men's showcase match. I did. Me too, big time. I think it's time to separate Braun Strowman and Ricochet. That should be done. But uh, we were popping. We were having a great time with that match. Uh, MVP of that match to me is Angelo Dawkins for laying the fuck out Braun Strowman with a huge, huge tackle outside the ring. I, it, it, you know what? I've watched it again since you had mentioned. And yeah, he drops that shoulder and just lays him the mm. fuck out. Um, lays him out. But also um, Chad Gable's. Suplex, yes, on Braun Strowman. Um, if it, that's something you can watch over and over, but to me again, uh, another honorable mention from this match is Ricochet. The guy is mm-hmm. just—he is a star, and they know what to use him for. It's um, I hate to say it, but like uh, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, he's he's just that kind of star where you're like, we need a spectacular moment. You can lean on Ricochet to do that. He's the guy. But like, the the match was the the match was awesome. But also good for the Street Profits. That's yeah. a team who should be elevated. They're a great team. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was the time for the Viking Raiders. I really thought that would have been a better choice for um, Sammy and Kale. I agree personally. Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, we're gonna get into Endeavor and WWE in a second. 
but uh, we have to address one of the biggest um biggest uh, you know we've seen it before at wrestlemania in the past and this time unfortunately we saw it again we saw kevin nash blowing out his quad i mean shane mcmahon blowing out his quad <laughs> <laughs> i mean it runs in the family it runs in the family. <laughs> yeah so shane O'Mac comes back uh snoop dog brings him out for night two uh the night one we saw the miz get beat up by pat mcafee and then they did the same thing again, but this time on night two, it was Shane McMahon. They go into the uh, leapfrog, drop down, tackle. But halfway through, Shane O'Mac blows his quad right out. And boy, oh boy, it looked fucking painful. Oh, God. First of all, shout out to The Miz being in matches in yeah. WrestleMania. <laughs> Two of them. Hardest worker in the game. Um, I did pop when Shane O'Mac's music hit. And I know people, he has no he has no right being in there. Sure, whatever. He doesn't. Not on WrestleMania. But in that logic, neither does Pat Max piece. Right, right. And for me, it was more of a nostalgic fun of Shane being back, not not a force read. We have to have a Shane match every WrestleMania. So I, I was good with it. I was fun with it. It <laughs> just the idea that a leapfrog, this man has jumped off. <laughs> hell in a cell <laughs> and a fucking leapfrog took him down shout out to Snoop Dogg yeah man it was uh, Shane O'Mac back and getting full blown hurt the Miz two matches on Wrestlemania that he was doing them in suits um, the Pat McAfee appearance was nice and great it's nice to see Pat back at the Rumble and at Mania but him not being on commentary just it sucks. And seeing him come back for these big special moments reminds me he's just not on commentary anymore. And it's probably not going to be for a while. So that part is a bummer. But if, if forever. Yeah. Right. From what we're hearing. From what we're hearing. But um, Snoop Dogg, uh, from what Triple H said at the press conference, save the day. I still think Snoop was going to be involved with the finish that match and doing the people's elbow and stuff anyway. But he got in there, knew something was wrong, knew how to like, okay, the show's got to keep going. I'm the guy to do it. Let's get to where we need to go. So uh, fun segment. Shane O'Mac, feel better, brother. Might be time to call her a day on the uh, the drop down. Yeah, tackle or, or, or don't feel better. <laughs> the entrance was good enough. Yeah, exactly. Here comes the money. And the money meant a blown out quad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor like man. father, like son. Dude, how blown up was Shane by the time he got down to the ring and on the mic? Oh, blown like, sky high when he got on that mic. Like you can, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I want you. You brought that up immediately. He's blown up, <laughs> and he was. He was. Uh, but great to see him at Mania. Call Kevin Nash for quad injuries. He's got plenty of experience on how to heal up real quick on those. Um, Mike WrestleMania. Talk to your dad. <laughs> yeah, talk to your dad. Yeah, just uh, try not to stare at his mustache. It's fucking weird. Uh, Mike, uh, a, a great WrestleMania 39. But that's going to lead me right into the the next day, Monday morning, bright and early. The announcement comes that the the company called Endeavor, who owns uh, the rights and owns the UFC has now purchased World Wrestling Entertainment. Boy, um, yes, we obviously knew that. There was talk to sell. We were aware of this. We went through the Saudi ordeal. And now here we are with um, big news. It was, I believe, that stuff broke on night two. Did it not? Yeah, there was a lot of Because I believe rumors. they brought it up. They, they, 
they tried to bring it up at the press conference. Yeah, yeah, they did. It and, was st- strong rumors coming out that WWE has been sold, uh, and it was to Endeavor, uh, and the announcement was coming within hours, like 24 hours of that leak coming out. But yeah, sorry, go on. But I will say this. Um, wrestling fans, be happy. I will say this. Be happy that Endeavor has WWE in their portfolio. Just I'm... I just I think this is the right fit, but what came with it was the stuff that really stirred up everything. So as a Monday morning, obviously we knew it broke that Endeavor did acquire WWE in an evaluation that was nine point three billion dollars. So let's get real; they were evaluated at what they needed to be. Mm-hmm. They are a global phenomenon, and what they do with live shows is unprecedented, especially after this WrestleMania. Obviously, they're, they broke SoFi records not one night and then topped it the second night, allegedly. I mean, mm-hmm. we, know how, <laughs> we know how WrestleMania gates work. But um, yes, this is the right fit, unfortunately, with this deal. Obviously, Vince McMahon is back as an executive chairman. Now, when they were talking, this was a big part of the deal that Vince McMahon would come back and be a part of WWE. Um, He built this brand. We all know it. This is why we all love pro wrestling the way we do. Don't get it twisted. Vince McMahon is a big reason why we like pro wrestling the way we do. Massive reason. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I think people assumed with how night two went, a la Cody Rhodes losing, where it was Vince McMahon book night two. Did he? I don't think so. I think the outcome was going to be the same no matter what. I don't think Cody was walking out champion, even if Hunter was in charge. I think the issue came Monday night. Now, we heard the reports, if it be from Fightful or Dave Meltzer or any of the dirties on on the internet, that the show was being rewritten on the go. And you see some of this with quite literally clips of sheets being handed on commercial breaks Mm -hmm. to commentary. If not the Seth segment as well, there's shots of people literally talking to him over the ropes and Seth's face, obviously not looking pleased, but yes, Monday night did not feel like Monday night raw has felt in the past bit. It did not. I can be the first to agree with that. But yes, Vince McMahon said in the interview with the press conference about this merger, saying, yes, I will be in there, but not in the weeds. Well, quite literally, you were in the weeds on Monday night. Um, it, rumors had circulated that Vince was in Gorilla, and it turned out he was. Vince had an office at WrestleMania, which is true, but Monday night showed, Scotty, that we could be in trouble and again, we're recording this before SmackDown this week. By the time this goes live, SmackDown will be coming out. If SmackDown doesn't feel like the shows have been feeling over the past year, there could be problems. But I, I do think that Vince McMahon is very much so back in charge of the creative output of WWE. And that's... It could be bad filling arenas. 
and people were filling stadiums and they were going to these shows. And yes, we can all say fire Vince. We hate Vince. And I'm in that camp of like, please don't fuck this up. Don't ruin the momentum that has been. Because again, you see the shift in the podcast. Everyone does. When this thing started, we were very AEW heavy. For those who listened on the SoundCloud, you know where we stood. We were excited that there was a pro wrestling competitor and they were doing things. Then the shift happened. We were back involved with WWE. I feel like that momentum is now swaying back to AEW. My stance on it, what my thoughts are on it is WWE is getting sold no matter what. And I agree with you. Endeavor is probably the best company to get it. I worried that it was going to end up being owned by, you know, whoever it may be in Saudi Arabia and they could do whatever they want with it was their it's their company and endeavor endeavor i believe can do the same thing they own it now for me i still am completely mind blown even though i know it was coming and i've known it's been coming for over a year now if not a couple years that this company wwe is not owned by mcmahon anymore it's not run by mcmahon yes he's vice chairman and he's got final say on creative and all this stuff if things don't go great Endeavor can pull the well, we own this company card and change whatever they want to however they want. And flashbacks of WCW come running around where I it, it's weird. I'll, I'll stop you there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I agreed with a lot of people who said UFC is the best pro wrestling without being pro wrestling. Yeah, the way they they sell fights is incredible. They are evaluated higher than WWE. I think it was like 12-something billion, was it not? I, I Again, I could be off. So don't kill us for these numbers. I don't have the numbers in front of me. We should have done our homework, right? Wrestling fans. But um, they, they sell fights really well. Their stars are great at selling big main event pay-per-views. The issue going in is that WWE has really banked on services being their pay-per-view deliverer if it be a Peacock or WWE Network, that's what's getting their revenue is that you're going to get these subscriptions. UFC is banks on the pay-per-view model. Now, going forward, do I see that changing overnight? It absolutely cannot. There are still deals with Peacock. There are still deals with Fox. There are still deals with the USA Network. Nothing will change TV or, or live event structure. One day, yes, it could. Yes, WrestleMania could go back to being a pay-per-view only event. It very well could be. But after the numbers this weekend, most viewed, like they, they had huge numbers to tout. It's a scary part where Vince is adapting because he's more business than wrestling. And he always has been. That's why the Attitude Era was so successful. This is why moving forward, he was able to sustain this business because he looked at it as a business. This is where I think AEW is different, where they look at it as a pro wrestling entity. Completely but agree with everything you said. It's, it, 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 it's scary because there are so many on the line now. And this is coming from people who can still sell pay-per-view at record numbers. I, I Mike, uh... I, I just... It shows with the booking of Monday Night Raw. We're putting Brock Lesnar back in the forefront. He is our idea of someone who could sell a pay-per-view. Well, guess what? There's a network to do that. 
This is why the show got booked in the reason why Roman Reigns was facing Cody Rhodes and not Lesnar again. But you saw the the Vince clause in Monday night, and Scotty, you can't disagree. And we want to we want to be against the internet marks who are just it, we may be them to an extent, but the backlash Monday Night Raw got after WrestleMania was insane. It was insane. Yeah, it was one of the top five trending things were worst Raw ever. I'm yeah, sorry. it's got to be problematic. I've seen way worse Raws, but yeah, it's bad timing. Bad it, it's timing. it's. Like I said, like I told you about the bump on the WWE Network where they run hashtags from social media and it was just fire Vince. And you ran it. Because at some point you're just like, fuck man, like we, we kind of have to let this go. It's the idea of the show is that we we do what people say. And Vince will love that. Let's get real. He, he The reason Vince McMahon is who Vince McMahon is because of the Attitude Era and you were supposed to hate him. You, you can still hate him because he can still walk out and you can still boo him and it's still something. The hate, hate that Monday Night Raw got was way out of control. I think people still hold on to 10, 12 years ago when the Raw After Mania was the only show to watch of the year where it was big returns, big surprises, and you know either a Money in the Bank cash-in or you're starting a brand new main event-style feud. And we didn't get really any of that outside of Brock and Cody. Everything else was basically filler. And that's a typical Vince McMahon Monday Night Raw. The The big test is obviously SmackDown this week and the booking between now and Backlash. Uh, Vince is straight up said he's not going to get in the weeds for creative, but he's got final say, which basically just tells me he's doing the same, doing what he did before he had to leave to begin with. I don't think that he, there's any chance that he's taken a day off to, or taken a couple days off to not book one of these shows because he's got something else to do. He's fully back in it. He's got final say. Um, and it sucks because WWE really took off. And it came a, a great time for them because uh, All Out, the Brawl Out happened at the same time, just a week before. Triple H took over creative at SummerSlam there or a week after somewhere on there, but that you got all that hype and excitement. You had a great SummerSlam and you've had great raw Monday night Raws that between now or between then and now have been some of the best Monday night Raws in the three hour raw era. And that it's, it's still a tough watch, but you've had more b- good shows than bad shows. And now that Vince is back and we had a pretty lackluster raw after mania, it it just it kind of adds up so so people are lashing out because we didn't get switchblade jay white that everyone just assumed was going to show up in wwe we didn't get the return of like which Randy Orton. which again get get ready because we're going to have a talk about AEW and all the moves they made after the news of this for sure. yes i they pivoted because of that yeah the show this week felt like they pivoted because of the news of Endeavor and what happened on Monday Night Raw. But for us fans of WWE, I am hesitant going into tomorrow night's SmackDown. I need to feel like, oh, you have Triple H come out and say, we're WWE, we're not going anywhere. 
Who is that for? Because the fans look at it as like, you're telling us your era is not going anywhere. And then that show happened, which immediately said, we are back to where it was. For me, I found it weird that he... We are back to what we are... Go ahead. I was going to say, I found it weird that he's like, we're not going anywhere. And I don't think anybody thought WWE was going anywhere. It's it's where the shows are creatively going is the worry. Mike, I told you uh, when I was driving home from work on Monday after the news broke, even before Monday Night Raw, all that like um, hope and anticipation and excitement of what's going to happen next was pretty much all but gone because of that interview that Vince said that, uh, you know, I, I will be in charge of creative. I'll be the final say in creative. I We've got, you know, 15 or however many years it's been of the three hour raw uh, where majority of them have been dog shit compared to or better than good. So there's not a lot of hope there outside of like mania season. Right. So it, it was a bummer. It's sad. So I'm really hoping that at some point triple H gets more final say and creative. Like he had the last few months. I think WWE fans shouldn't become concerned until Things are really bad. Ratings start dropping. Wrestlers may be leaving. Um, the negative backlash online, which I'm sure Endeavor is not loving right now, even though they'll publicly w- say everything's great, but I think internally they're going to be going, what is going on here? I, I think there's a level to that when they have that acquiring happen and you're bringing back someone who is you know, in trouble with the company they were involved with. Mm-hmm. That, that's a part of it. Like they, they're expecting that they're smart enough to know where you're like, if we're willing to evaluate something in $9.3 billion and we know someone has left because of this, they're factoring that in. I think my issue going in is that with talent, we're already seeing it. Mm. Damage Girl came out without Bailey. Bailey put out her tweet and it's been quiet. Yeah. The heavy rumors out there that, um, uh, two triple threat women's matches were cut from raw. And then for some reason, Bailey wasn't allowed to go out with damage control, even to just be their manager. Uh, changes, multiple changes happening during Monday Night Raw. Uh, mostly that uh, was involving women and women's matches. Um, and then you get the rumors after the show's done is that morale is down quite a bit. And there's two talents that allegedly asked for their release, one of them being a major top star. And everyone is speculating that it's Bailey. Now, I don't believe Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or any of the, or Mike Johnson, any of the uh, higher dirt sheet writers that are more credible have said the name Bailey, but they have not, they have not. Cause I, I think what they've heard is like, you're going to know when you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's people who they get their information from who are saying, this will be news on its own. Like we're just telling you, you know, there was people unhappy. I I think as well from hearing from those those kind of people that Seth was very unhappy. I'd imagine so. That segment was fucking stupid. With how things went on during his segment, it it didn't make any sense to me either. What are we what are we doing with a top talent like that? Yes, we know the song's over. I know it is, but people want to see him work still. But uh, again, it's it's the fear that maybe people got comfortable knowing that like this is a good place to work again because we have open ears in our our chief content officer like he's he's gonna help us and mold us like there's some people who are you're gonna be mid-card 
you got to know who you're working for. Triple H has worked through all of it. He's been there. Some people aren't elevated to be stars always, but you will have a role. He'll put you in a place where you play a role. Vince McMahon doesn't do that necessarily. Mm-mm. This is why people saw that there was brighter lights elsewhere. And they left. Yeah. Uh, and like- I, I worry because you don't have many options on TV wrestling. There is two. Mm-hmm. Unless you count New Japan on Fight TV, you don't have many options for televised wrestling. And to go to a place where there is three hours of television outside of five, it's hard to make decisions. It's a steady paycheck and you're a WWE superstar. Sure, you're not on TV every night, but you're still a superstar. Big time. Uh, Before we sign off, let's just get to the other part of this, which is, you know, a few months ago when Brawl Out happened at All Out, uh, WWE, I believe, took that opportunity to do everything they can to gain new viewers that maybe they had lost to AEW before. And WWE became the cool company again, and AEW had to scramble, and they didn't recover right away. And they weren't most must-see to watch every week. Yeah, we still definitely watched every week, but there were some shows that were like, oh, man, that, that was a bit lackluster. And storylines weren't there this this whatever they weren't the cool kids anymore the honeymoon phase was completely over and now just this week all that feels reversed with news that vince is back and in charge of creative and a a not great raw after mania and the fire vince tweets and hashtags are coming out AEW came out firing on wednesday announcing a a pay-per-view name that i thought was dead and it's only been used once, all in. It, not only a pay-per-view name that we thought was dead, to mention Cody Rhodes' name on television, to sign Jay White, to make him on Elite, to retain FTR yeah. by making them your tag team champions. What they did this week was saying, there is another option. And now Tony knows, if I get one more live show on television, not even live, or tape TV, I can make room for more talent. Mm-hmm. It, it it's a smart business decision to strike while the popularity iron is hot, and that's what AEW I feel like is doing right now. Whether that was by design or not, I I believe that they're going to go full force for the next little while to gain back some of the diehards that they may have lost or maybe weren't fully invested in, fully engaging on social media wise. Uh, since Brawlout happened. And I think we're going to see a bigger push for the biggest stars in AEW to be main attractions on their shows again, where for the last little while, they've done a, a good job of mixing things up and trying to build up new stars, which I've been loving. Guys like Ricky Starks, Orange Cassie's been back quite a bit. Darby's back in the mix. The you know The four pillars are going at it. But I think now is the full court press of Kenny the single star. When the Bucks are back in healthy, Bucks being back as top tag team. FTR back as tag team champions. You've got such a big roster. Jericho and Adam Cole seem to be getting into a program. And you're going to Wembley Stadium in the UK for all in a week before you come back for all out. Smart, smart 
maybe a very lucky timing, but well done for Tony and AEW. Uh, I would say this, maybe jumping the gun on a decision you were going to make later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because of of the news that came out. And also what had happened on Monday night. It's hard to say. We don't know for sure, but I will say this. Monday was scary. Monday was scary for fans of WWE. Mm -hmm. Don't take away from a great WrestleMania. Yes, things didn't go your way in a main event. Doesn't make WrestleMania bad. I still love that. I'm watching it right now. The the Hell in a Cell match just ended again. Um, loved wrestling. Yeah, let, let's not, because those who to my thoughts, <laughs> that'll be your favorite part of the pod when I'm talking about the Judgment Day. But again, in my house, pro wrestling podcast fans, thank you as always. Yes, we are going to stick with this story and move it forward. We're very excited to get back to AW next week on the show which I promise will be a big part of it. Obviously, there's a lot to unpack there, but it's been a great WrestleMania. It's been interesting fallout after WrestleMania. And Scotty Villa, there's no other person I'd rather share this with. Thank you, sir. Buddy, this is what we do. We love pro wrestling. We love watching it uh, together, whether we're in the same house or if we're texting and calling after matches and shows. Um, We have a blast doing this. We check out local shows all the time, and it's the reason why I've wanted to do this podcast is because my best pal is just as big a fan as I am. Uh, so thank you. You you made me this way and I'm the better booker coming out of WrestleMania. Don't forget it in my house. <laughs> pro wrestling podcast fans. Cody Rhodes is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge uh, the tribal chief out of spite <laughs> for my co-host. <laughs> it, it's been a great show. And, we're obviously we're going to get back and talking to AEW, and like we said from the beginning starting this show we're not reviewing shows we're not picking sides or anything we're just going with what the hottest topics are for us that we want to talk about with you guys and AEW uh has big announcements this week jay white which i want to get into big time next week because i love jay white and Agreed. what he's done in new japan uh but obviously if if more rad shit happens on smackdown raw uh, New Japan Impact is if there's something that catches our eye, and it, it it brings out this emotion in us, we're talking about it on the potty. So we're not picking sides. We're not doing this, this, that. It was Mania season. Obviously, we're talking a lot of WWE with an amazing storyline going into it. So um, that we're just gonna go with what we love, kind of thing, right? So uh, we're gonna be checking out. Uh, I still gotta finish watching Dynamite uh, and SmackDown this week. I'm very interested, not excited, intrigued interested to see what they do and uh you guys you know we're going to be back next week talking pro wrestling like we always do brother it's been a fantastic show an awesome mania week and uh a mega episode today buddy jam packs i hope everyone enjoys it as always hit us up on the socials you know where scotty via always ruining me on the tiktoks which you've all have seen <laughs> really knows how to pick photos of me that's him burying me because cody Rhodes, you know big bad loser <laughs> Uh, at in my house pod on Instagram and Twitter. Our Twitter account is a little low. Give us a follow over there. We'd like to build that up as well as our, our Instagram here. Shout out to our good friend and uh, friend and number one supporter, Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in Regina. Uh, just hit up Google searching Caravan with a K, and they've got tons of uh, uh, great, great merchandise, including pro wrestling stuff there. So I'm hitting that place up uh, tomorrow. But uh, thanks again, Evan and the Caravan crew. We're out for this week here on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast for a big mega-sode recap in WrestleMania. 
That's Paralegal Mike. I'm Scotty Villa. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's such good shit.